How much time should I invest training our employees every week or every month? If this is something you've ever thought about, stay tuned. We're going to talk all about it. Running a service business can be hard. It is not unusual for business owners in industries like contracting, home repair, auto repair, business-to-business services like janitorial, IT and accounting, and many others to feel overwhelmed by all the priorities facing them at any given time. Between addressing the needs of the customers, managing the employees, figuring out the financials, and getting processes in place, feeling like you're making significant progress on your business journey can be difficult. Welcome to Service Industry Success, hosted by Brian Harding. Each week, Brian will look at real-world strategies for building the business you are dreaming of, while also sharing tactics to get through some of the most frustrating parts of business ownership with a lot more ease. Let's get started. One of the things that's important for me to, to disclose to people when I begin working with them is I'm a big believer in balance. One of the areas I'm a big fan of balance is between personal responsibility or the responsibility of the employer and the responsibility of the employee and our desire as the employer to hold the employee accountable and the desire of the employee to hold the employer accountable. This balance, I think, is really important. It's important for me to share this because sometimes when I ask questions of people I'm working with, it can come across like I'm trying to trap them in a gotcha question. And this is not the case. But I am, in many cases, trying to get them to see the situation from a different perspective. One of the areas this is most likely to come up is when we talk about training and frustrations employers have from employees just not doing things. One of the greatest frustrations employers have is that their employees simply do not follow the procedures, protocols, rules, or they have to be babysat, it feels like, at every turn. This generally prompts a series of questions I ask regarding training, and they can feel like gotcha questions but I promise you, they're not. We just got to figure things out and we have to look at things from a different perspective than what we've been accustomed to. So one of the first questions I'm going to ask is, what's a quote-unquote good spend in your mind? And when I say good spend, what's a good return on investment? We're talking about things that you used to normally spend money on, like marketing. Is is a 5% excuse me, is a 5% percent spend on marketing reasonable. I don't know why I really st- struggle with that. Is a 5% spend on marketing reasonable? Some industries would be thrilled to only, only spending 5% on marketing because they spend 10 to 15%. Uh, there's industries out there where that's the norm and 5% would be awesome. What about paying out-of-pocket expenses for something like a damage claim uh, rather than turning it uh, 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 turning into your insurance? For example, if would you pay $20,000 out of pocket for damage your company had caused to, to avoid a $20,000 per year increase of premiums for probably three years? That's only a three to one return, but most of us would say, yeah, that's a good spend. A lot of folks would say, yeah, a 5% spend on marketing is a good spend. I feel good about that. I'm getting a reasonable return on my investment. I may not like the fact that I have to spend this money as with the insurance uh, claim um, scenario, I mean, I like that I got to write a $20,000 check, but here I am in this situation and I'd rather pay $20,000 than $60,000 if my premiums go up $20,000 a year for three years. So once we understand what a quote unquote good spend is and what a reasonable ROI or return on our investment is for us, um, that's a good baseline to start having the rest of this conversation. The second question I'll ask in this kind of situation with employers when they talk about um employees not complying or having to be babysat all the time, I'll ask, 
What are the three most frustrating, problematic, or expensive things that your employees do that just annoy you? Like, what are they doing that you just are annoyed with? What are they doing that's causing you a lot of frustration? What are they doing that you have to check on all the time or babysit them on all the time? What are the three most common or what are the three things that are the most important in that category? And then if we have time, which we generally do, what is it costing your company for these three things to continue on as they, as they are? What's it costing you in frustration? What's it costing you in lost time because you're repetitively having the same conversations over and over and over again? And then we get to the, the, the question that feels like the, the zinger, the gotcha question. And I promise you that's not why I'm doing this. But it's important that we look at this in this, in this aspect. If we identify what these three things are that are causing us frustration or car- causing us heartache or, or problems with customers, whatever it is, and we identify what the cost is to us, the next logical question is, what are we committing in time and other resources to train this behavior or skill we want to see improved? Now, most of the time when I ask this question, employers get very sheepish very soon. They look down, they get quiet, they look at me, sometimes they get angry. Um, but I think that those are all indicators that we know, oh, wait a second. If something is causing me a lot of pain and frustration and heartache and grief, but I'm not training it, what the heck do I expect to happen? What, what do I expect to, to happen if I'm not going to train this? If I'm not going to spend money and time and resources to solve this problem, why am I complaining about it? That all of those kind of thoughts kind of go hand in hand and they all happen really quickly. So again, I'm not trying to trap them here or, or snare them in a gotcha question. However, if we're willing to spend 5% or 10% on marketing to get a 10 to 1 return or 30% in our insurance claim example to get a 3 to 1 return, why are we not willing to invest a similar amount to train our team to improve their skills and abilities, especially on things that really frustrate us, especially on things that cost us customers or cost, cost us uh, customer satisfaction, or cost us profit dollars, or cost us warranty work, or or cost us a, a poor culture because people or you know employees are dealing with frustration of having a, a an employee who's stirring up a lot of problems or doesn't know how to do things or whatever it is. Why are we willing to spend the money and time on on marketing and insurance but not training? I don't understand that. That's that's something that um, really baffles me. Right. Or why are we embarrassed to disclose how little we're really investing to improve a behavior we don't like? Sometimes it's just embarrassing to go, yeah, okay, well, I've been complaining about this behavior for seven years. But no, I I don't think in seven years I've spent 10 hours trying to train it to improve. Well, what do we expect to happen, right? So the reason training is really an important thing for me is I've learned that one of the most common reasons employees, who are people, by the way, don't do things is the same reason people don't do things all the time. They don't know how, or they don't know exactly what they're supposed to do. Believe it or not, um, a lot of times when we do a root cause analysis and we really start breaking down why are we having problems with a given process or a given situation, um, more times than we would like to admit, it comes down to the employee just doesn't know how to do it or doesn't know that they're supposed to do it. Um, then the next question gets into how much training time should we be committing per week, per month, etc. So when we talk about training and how much time we should spend, one of the things I'm going to ask is, what do you consider training? So let me give you an example of what people often consider training 
which I do not. Um, there's a meeting. Uh, could be five people. Could be three people. Could be 40 people. The boss stands up in front of everybody and explains the process. The boss looks around the room and says, does everybody understand or does everybody get it or any questions? Waits for two seconds. When there are no indications that there is any kind of confusion, we check the box that says everybody's trained and we move along. And the boss says something like, okay, great. Let's, uh, let's get after it. <laughs> and this is our training. Um, we stand in front of a room. We declare what's going to happen. We ask questions. We pause for two seconds and we check the box that says the training is complete. But using this method, how would we possibly know when the employee thinks they know what to do, but they really don't? How could we possibly know that if that's our modality for training? If the employee sitting there going, yeah, I got this. I got this nailed. I know exactly what's going on. And they're completely wrong. They don't got it. They don't understand it. They're going to completely do the wrong thing. How would you possibly know if that's your method of training? So for me, that version of training, I don't count as training at all. I just don't. That, that, doesn't, that doesn't count as training. That's a lecture uh, followed by a Q&A session that may or may not have positive results. <laughs> That's the best possible way to explain that in my book. Um, so for me, when I tell people that when I own my service-based business, I invested about an hour and a half per week per employee to train the skills and functions that, that really separated us from our comp uh, competition and really made our company stand out. The response I get is generally the same. Wow, that's a lot of training. But to me, it wasn't, it wasn't a negative. It was a great investment. If nothing else, it was a trade-off of time. I would much rather spend my time training and investing in people and making sure they understand what to do, how to do it, when to do it, why to do it, making sure that they could articulate that stuff back to me. They could explain it to me as well as I could explain it to them. I would much rather invest my time with that then invest my time um, cleaning up messes that occurred because the employees didn't know what they were supposed to do or they did it wrong or they did it for a while and then they just stopped doing it because they didn't understand why it was important. I would much rather spend my time training people than cleaning up the messes and explaining to customers why we got it wrong again or explain to other employees why we got it wrong again and why their, their jobs are more difficult because so-and-so employee forgot again. I would much rather spend my time training people than dealing with those situations. Um, so an hour and a half per week per employee may not be the, the necessary number for you in your business. I don't necessarily um, uh, think that that's applicable or appropriate for everyone, um, but I do think that most people are spending way less time and energy training than they should, especially for um, problematic um, processes and behaviors and things that you just know are not going well. All right. So I would encourage you to go through the exercise of asking yourself, uh, if you're approaching training with the same mindset, you're approaching other areas of your business that require to spend you time, uh, require you to spend time, money, and other resources. Are you approaching training the same way you approach your marketing spend? Um, are you looking for what's a good ROI and committing the dollars that are going to get you where you want to go? Are you, are you investing in training that at least the top three things that make your company better than brand X or the top three things that you're repetitively having to tell your customers or your employees to do differently or better. The top three things you're repetitively, repetitively having to explain to your customers why you got it wrong, why somebody in your team didn't, didn't follow the right process or whatever. Are you spending the proper amount of training on at least those kinds of things? 
looking at this from like, what's a good ROI? What's a good return on my investment? So um, to kind of wrap things up, uh, you know, is your spin on marketing exactly apples, apples of training? No, probably not. Um, but we're aiming to make sure we are in balance and not having the expectation of performance from the employee or employees while simultaneously not being willing to do our part to teach them what we got to have them do in the first place. One of the greatest frustrations employers have is employers, employees simply do not follow the procedures, protocols, rules, or they have to be babysat all the time. Um, simultaneously, one of the greatest things that I see is, or not greatest, most frequent things I see is employers who are just reluctant to commit the time and resources to do proper training. They do the lecture in front of the room instead. So the first question is, what's a good spend for you? Is a 10% ROI a good, a good return on investment for you? If so, why aren't we approaching training with the same uh, mentality? What are the top three th most frustrating, problematic, or expensive things your employees are doing? Um, third question is, what's it costing your company to deal with these things? What's it costing to continue along as you are now without making any improvements? Um, and then once you're, once you, um, what are you committing in time and other resources to train this behavior or skill you would like improved? Um, for most folks, if they really objectively look at this and kind of pluck themselves out of the, the role of being the person that has to do something they don't want to do, or, or, um, they just don't see the value in the training. If you kind of re remove yourself and just kind of look at this in a pragmatic approach. Okay. If I, if this problem is costing us a hundred thousand dollars a year, why wouldn't I spend $10,000 to solve the problem? Why wouldn't I spend $10,000 in training time or, or lost revenue while we train or whatever to solve a $100,000 a year problem? Why wouldn't we do that? And again, this is not a gotcha question. This is a real honest question. So for me, the version of, of training where we just stand up in the front of the room and tell everybody and, and, and do that, uh, does everybody understand? Awkward pile, uh, pause or silence ready break. I do not consider that as training at all. Um, I consider an employee fully trained when they can repeat back to me exactly, uh, you know, kind of the five, the five questions, who, what, when, where, why, and how, um, maybe that's six. I don't know. Uh, point is if they can explain things in that kind of that level of detail, then I think they're trained. If it's, if they can't, or I don't even ask them to do that, how could I possibly know if they're trained? So, um, training, as you can tell, is something I think is very important. I think it's something employers miss the mark on a lot. I think employers, by and large, hold their employees to or want to hold their employees to a standard um, while kind of not doing their, their fair share of training and not doing what is, is going to be uh, reasonable to expect the employee to get this. So then we can hold them accountable. Um, I don't believe you can hold people accountable for things that they cannot fully under or that we cannot make sure they fully understand. So. This is my approach for how to how to make sure I'm committing the right amount of time for training. Um, I hope this was helpful. As always, thanks for spending your time with us this week. We sure appreciate it. Uh, if you have any friends, uh, colleagues, um, business associates who are business owners in service industries, you think they could benefit from this podcast, please share it with them. It'd be fantastic. Or if you have a couple minutes to give us a rating or review, that would be awesome as well. Uh, thanks again for your time. Hope you're having a great week and we will talk to you all soon.